Welcome back to Be Outright Effect, a podcast in which unique perspectives challenge us to be better versions of ourselves. We're two ambitious women who talk about how we like to stretch our creativity and work on self-growth to become better people. I'm Shelly. And I'm Tempsey. And today we're going to take a little bit of a look back. This is the last episode in season two. And we just wanted to kind of summarize what we got out of this season, how we feel about the change, you know, going from just every other Sunday posting an episode to a seasonal structure and talk about some of our guests. What do you think, Shelly? Sounds great. I love a good chat. Awesome. I have to tell you, I actually got a lot out of this season. We talked to quite a few coaches and some of those episodes and even some of the episodes with where we interviewed business owners, I got so many great tidbits that I could actually apply to my life. So it was a a really good season for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know it's not just for me, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was really cool that we got to talk to a variety of different coaches. Um, That was not planned. Like we didn't go into season two thinking like, let's find all of the coaches we possibly could and round them up and ask them to be a guest. It just kind of happened um, coincidentally or organically, um, if you will. And I just thought it was so interesting. I think it was very timely for me to um, have those conversations with those individuals. And it was also interesting to see that there are a lot of common themes that they, I guess, kind of agree on or like, like overlapping concepts, maybe not exactly the same, but like things that, you know, when you listen back to them, you're kind of like, oh yeah, no, like starting things, has to do with imposter syndrome sometimes, you know, just getting started and also thinking about like, you know, big changes, which is, you know, what that all is about too. Sometimes when you're starting something brand new and so, you know, looking at all those things together, I mean, I thought that was really interesting because we talked to three different people who don't really like converse on a regular basis. Right. Right. But then they're kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, but they all have different disciplines, right, or focuses, areas that they focus in terms of their coaching. So let's go into that. You know, we talked to Carol Serban, and she primarily focuses on supporting emerging leaders, meaning that if somebody is asked by their employer to become a leader and they've never been a leader before, like managing a team or whatever the case might be, there are other ways to be a leader, but she helps those folks transition. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she has a lot of experience with transitions. She's had a lot of leadership experience, but she loves to help people with this type of thing. And so that's kind of where Carol's focus is. And we talked to her about big change. We've talked to Carol before. This isn't the first season, <laughs> two of two seasons. <laughs> this isn't the first season that we've spoken to her, but we went into specific items this, this season re- regarding big change, whether that be professionally or physically, like moving to a whole new state or whatever that could mean. But she has a lot of insight on transitions. And one of the things that really resonated with me, you know, while we're, while we're recording, we're really managing the pace and the tone and, and making sure we get to all the questions and asking follow-up questions. So really like resonating with the responses of the guest isn't exactly always happening. And so at the time of editing, that's where I get to re-listen to all of the great tidbits and information that our guests provide. And when I was editing the episode with Carol Serban, it really helped me have a lot more empathy with the transition that my husband's going through. 
he had three different transitions, right? We moved here. You know, he left his great job that he had in Hawaii. He was now essentially a stay-at-home dad doing homeschooling for our son, which is a huge transition and moving, you know, from one state to another across the Pacific. And then he went from that to my son starting to go to school and then him starting his own business. And the conversations that we had around professional change with Carol really helped me be more empathetic with my husband and what he was going through because I started to get a little bit frustrated with certain aspects like maybe one day he needed to just take a break from it all so he kind of spent the day lounging around at home and I'd be like what are you doing you're supposed to be working <laughs> like this isn't like lounge around time but in reality starting a business and working through that takes a toll especially with the ups and downs that he was going through at the time and I just didn't get it at first until I re-listened to that episode and I really appreciate that about this process, what we're doing here. And I really hope that it ends up helping anybody else out there. Like that's the whole goal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know a couple of people also reached out to me to thank us for doing the episode around physical change, meaning like moving to a new state or a new country. I knew some people at the time who were thinking about doing that. And so they really appreciated that we took the time to to talk to Carol about that and, and share that information on on our free podcasts, you know, so, (laughs) and I think you're right. Like there are definitely through lines between what Carol talked about and what some of the other coaches talked about, because a lot of it is about transitions and mindset. And so Mm -hmm. um, that's what Carol focuses on. And then we talked to Heather Patterson and she is a coach specifically focused around mindset. And so she talks to people who maybe are making transitions or, not necessarily just from not being a leader to becoming a leader, but other different types of transitions and also folks who may be like kind of going through burnout or things of that nature to help them through that season of their life uh, and specifically working on their mindset. So Mm -hmm. we talked to Heather about starting over and self-talk and that was really interesting as well. And then Nicole, do you want to talk a little bit about Nicole and what, you know, she focuses on? Sure. Yeah. So Nicole Ralston focuses on, she calls herself a launch coach and her focus is working with her clients to get started on whatever their project might be with their business. So it could be, you know, launching a new product or kind of starting, I mean, starting a business from scratch really sometimes. Right. And I think it varies um, depending on what her client is interested in. And she finds that a lot of common themes are related to imposter syndrome, Um, you know, where we're questioning ourselves about like, but I'm not there yet. So do I call myself that yet? And I feel like a lot of us have that perhaps, you know, in the back of our minds, it's funny. I was actually watching something on YouTube the other day where it was kind of like a design challenge. And apparently there's these online modules you can do for fun. It's like a game. And so one of the people who was participating in this, they asked him, are are you a designer? And he's like, I like to think that I am. But truly, I mean, if you think about it, like he kind of is like he's made clothing before and like he draws and all this kind of stuff. So one would probably see him and say like, that's a designer, but he was even kind of questioning it himself through, you know, the the things that he was saying, would I, would I even call myself that? Like, I want to call myself that. So I think that imposter syndrome is an interesting thing to explore. Um, That's to me, actually, I feel like sort of a newer, not a newer concept. Like I knew those things 
went on in people's minds and, you know, in my mind as well. But the actual term is relatively newer to me, you know, in the past few years where I'm like, oh, they call it something. Okay, got right. it. And so, yeah, we talked about that with Nicole a little bit and it was really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the imposter syndrome reminds me of our uh, episode where we talked about work-life balance because mm-hmm. I, I meant to tell you about this <laughs> before we started recording, but it's still applicable because it was within the season. That term actually came up in the late 80s. Oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, I can I can kind of see because I think that nowadays people are trying to do I mean, it's probably because of technology and communication and the internet, we can all see what everyone else is doing these days, you know, like, it is more apparent and obvious to us that this stuff is going on imposter syndrome is happening to a lot of people out there. But I can definitely see how the term may be old, because it was it was likely floating around back then. It's just that there wasn't like a spotlight put on it where we could like see everybody going through it at the same time. Right. right. So, or we were yeah, like early on in our careers, right? To where it wasn't necessary. Like if you're working, like you worked in a grocery store, right? It it was like you didn't take your work home with you, really. <laughs> you logged in mm-hmm. at eight or whatever your login times were, and you kind of left at a certain time, and you had specific hours that you worked every single week. And so you didn't really need to focus on work-life balance per se. Mm -hmm. But the reason it came to be was because, you know, there was one point where women were not part of the workforce. And once women got into the workforce, all of a sudden you had, you know, somebody who was not caring for the home as much as before. And that individual who's now in, who used to, the woman is now having to do both be in the workforce and care for the home. And then it was like becoming too much, right? And so there's this concept that came up about, and, and, you know, at that time, companies were trying to push the limits as to what they could produce or put out there. And so they taxed their employees more. And so there was this big dynamic shift. And that's why I was like, so interested. I thought this was really interesting when I read this, but I digress. (laughs) Sorry to take us off topic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's funny, though, and like, we can keep this in the recording. Um, When you started talking, because we just got off of imposter syndrome, I thought that's what you were talking about was the concept from the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than work life balance. (laughs) (laughs) Work-life balance is from the late 80s, but imposter syndrome, I think is, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know when it came to be, but I think it's a little bit, a little bit more of a more recent term, but yeah. So some other common themes that came out of this season was that, or at least with the coaches that we spoke to, in, in addition to like imposter syndrome, there are many other internal barriers that prevent us from moving forward and, and trying things out. And so you know, one of the things that was mentioned was just trying to work through those and don't let them get in your way. And just recently, we posted a quote on our Instagram about not over improving your weaknesses. And I think like a bigger picture type of thing to get out of that is to not let some of these bigger things or focusing on your weaknesses getting in the way of you moving forward right? Mm -hmm. Like just go, just get started, take it one bite at a time, any big tasks, any big monumental things that are like overwhelming you break them down into smaller pieces and just move forward. And so I thought that was a little bit timely, right? Like that we posted about that. And it was also for the new year because we're all making years resolutions. But I think that kind of helps put into perspective some of these internal barriers some doubts that we might have 
and we just need to try to get started. Yeah, totally. So some other episodes that we posted in this past season, um, we talked to entrepreneurs, uh, women in business who we've seen out there for quite some time. And we finally got a chance to invite them on like Jessica Twiggy. Um, I actually purchased something from her a few years ago. I'm like, when did I get married again? But it was, you know, (laughs) at least four or five years ago that I purchased like a set of bridesmaids, like bags. That was something I think she was doing back then and maybe not anymore. I'm not quite sure um, because it's been a few years in between, (laughs) but I remember seeing her at uh, Made in Hawaii and other kind of like pop-up sort of events. And that's Mm -hmm. how I learned about her brand initially. And back then I had also purchased a couple of other things from Twiggy as well. I've had this organizer for a really long time. It's so funny. I showed, I took a picture and I sent it to her and she's like, oh my gosh, that's like OG Twiggy, you know, merchandise <laughs> from like back in the day. And I was like, yes, that's, that's as long as I remember, you know, being interested in her products. And it's funny because after I made that purchase for my bridesmaids, I had run into her at one of those pop-up events and mentioned it to her like, oh yeah, you just sent me a set of like bridesmaids bags. You know, I ordered from you and she remembered my name and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like talk about customer service, you know, like, so yeah, it was great to sit down and talk with her about um, building her brand. I feel like her story is very relatable because she was someone who had a full-time job, you know, a day job, and she trans- transitioned from that into being full-time at Twiggy. And the amount of, you know, dedication, time, in her words, blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> um, that she put into it to start that I thought was you know, really, a really great story to share and wanting to push through to show her son that if you put your mind and efforts into something, you can get it to go somewhere. Yeah. Another thing I also really appreciated about her episode was the support she received from her dad. Not only the support, but like the guidance, almost like, it's okay to be an entrepreneur. In fact, I want you to think about that as a possibility for yourself. And here's, Mm -hmm. you know, just modeling that for your child, but also getting them involved. Wow. That was huge. And I hope to do that for my kid, you know? Right. And starting off so young, like, Hey, you know, call it Jessica's whatever XYZ company, right? Like when you're little and you're just doing something for fun. Like, I think that's really cool. I think a lot of us probably grew up playing teacher or whatever, you know what I mean? Where it's like this preset role that we already are kind of familiar with. And then, you know, really going out of outside of the box and playing in another kind of way, thinking you're an entrepreneur as you're like acting out this like scenario. Right. I think that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And then we had Emily from URA on. And I think for both of these guests, Jessica and Emily, I was so pleasantly, not surprised, but it was just such pleasant conversations with really truly genuine people, like genuinely kind people who were super open to sharing a lot about their businesses. And I can't tell you how grateful I am for those experiences and speaking to these, these, there is just so inspirational to me, but with Emily at URA, she talked about limiting beliefs as well. Right. And how she had worked so hard to empower other women, but then had to remind herself that she too was also worthy of anything she wanted to do. And it took a lot of mindset work for her gratitude practice and remembering to come back to her internal belief systems to ensure she wasn't also limiting herself. And I can, I can relate to this, you know, I, 
there are people who come to me for advice or if like I'm leading a team of people, it can be so easy to share inspiring information or information to empower them and then forgetting to think about yourself, right? And I think a lot of people talk about this. I can't remember who I spoke to about it, but there's like this internal dialogue of like this mean girl who's telling you you're not worthy and things like that. But if you, if it was a friend of yours who was saying that to you, you would try to comfort them. You would try to help them and tell them, don't even worry about it. Or, oh my gosh, you got this. But then you forget to tell yourself that. And you're always your worst critic, right? And so I just thought this was such a great reminder of remembering to be compassionate with yourself and to empower yourself just as much as you empower those around you. Yeah, and I think something that's so cool about Emily's story, and I I don't know, I, I feel like I seek out stories like this, but her motivation and inspiration to starting her brand came from travel, you know, like she took the time to go around and see the sites and like do a bunch of adventurous things, right? Like she went to different countries and different places and getting like feeling like you want to do something, you know, like from that, I think is really cool. I just really enjoy hearing a story like that because sometimes I feel like when I hear those stories online in a YouTube video or whatever the case might be, I don't know who that is. And so I feel like, wow, this must have just been a really lucky person that had like money to travel or, you know, whatever, you know, like, you know, it could be somebody like super famous now who's like telling this story and we're like, of course, yeah, no problems doing this. But, you know, hearing someone that's a little bit more like on your level telling that story of like, that's where their inspiration came from. I feel like hits a little bit different because it is more like relatable rather than, you know, if I don't know, some billionaire was telling that story, right? Yeah, but it helps it feel like it's a little bit more within reach. Achievable, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. exactly. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, we also spoke to Miss Shelly about reaching 1,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel. That was exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and hopefully it'll just continue to grow. I'm definitely, you know, planning to spend more time on doing anything related to YouTube videos and social media and stuff like that. So yeah, looking forward just to recently what will come did, through the year. Yeah, and you just recently did Vlogmas, right? Mm-hmm. We did Vlogmas, talked about a variety of different like semi-random topics, <laughs> including <laughs> like gift guides and things like that. But um, yeah, I have a lot of, I think, interesting things coming up for this year. There have been some requested videos that it just took me some time to record because it's more question products that, you know, I, I have to purchase and um, test out for a little while. So I was finally able to do that. And so, yeah, some requested videos coming soon this year. Awesome. Can't wait. Well, we also had episodes around personality assessments, which was really interesting for us. Shelly and I go in depth about our own personality uh, assessment results on two different personality tests. And we also talked about a blog that is called Ask a Manager, and there's a bunch of HR questions that come in, and we just picked a couple and answered them from our own perspectives and from our own experience, and that was really fun to do. It's a new thing. We've never done that before, so I thought that was interesting. So Mm -hmm. overall, Shelly, what do you think about the new structure, the seasonal structure? 
Yeah, I I really like the new seasonal structure. Um, I I remember suggesting that we go to a season format um, to give us some time in between. I think in season one, season one is pretty lengthy, right? It's like 40 something episodes because we were just cranking everything out every other week. And sometimes we didn't have the time to, you know, as much time as we would have liked to um, think through ideas and like what kind of format we wanted to talk through different things, especially when it comes to, for example, like taking um, a Myers-Briggs type, you know, assessment, you know, that takes some time to like kind of go through and, and do that. And when you're cranking out episodes every two weeks, sometimes you, you know, don't necessarily have as much time to do that as you would like to. So I think that, you know, having a break between the first and second season was super helpful. We got to work on some other things, prepare things for ourselves to help us you know, move forward. And we've started to do that a little bit lately, um, as well as we are moving into our break coming up right here. Yeah. And it also provided more flexibility in terms of booking guests, right? Mm -hmm. It not only gave us flexibility in terms of navigating how to schedule those types of things and, and prepare ahead of time, but also allowed the guests a little bit more wiggle room instead of just like, well, we got to launch this in two weeks. So I hope you have yeah, some are time. You free tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think it definitely helped us space things out and take time to work on some other things um, here and there because we weren't as pressed to put something out. And I think at the end of the day, we are more comfortable with putting out a thoughtful product than to rush you know it's like quality over like versus quantity and I think it just depends like you know depending on what when anyone is doing out there which one takes priority but for us it definitely is quality and we want to make sure we have the time to do that yeah and you know as a reminder we both have full-time jobs (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we do this in our spare time to bring quality content to you folks. And we want to just make it as good as we possibly can, given the time that we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we just had such a great time this season and we thank all of you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We look forward to a new season coming in a few months. We'll definitely let you know when that's happening. But at this point, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Outright Effect. You can find us at theoutrighteffect.com. Follow us on our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at The Outright Effect. You can also reach out by emailing us at theoutrighteffect at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.